This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Here it comes. From the world-famous Bacon Cave in an undisclosed location, it's the fabulous podcast, Bacon Sale! <sighs> Ken Dunn, Woo! come on down! Joel, I know him! Joel Hilton, Woo! come on down! That's me! He's my friend! Hey! You are the first contestants on Bacon Sale! Thanks, Zach. Hey. That's a good way to, to start the show. Very energetic. Where we cheered for ourselves. You, you were, I actually was going to ask you guys to be the audience, so thank you. We're more yeah. than happy to applaud ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Although Ken's applause goes... <laughs> I booed myself. Did, did you, you hear that? I did hear that. You did. Thank you for listening to Bacon Sale, and thank you for listening to our last show. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. I'm Zach. And last time we talked about Avatar The Last Airbender, and we actually had some positive feedback. I was very no. happy to hear that. Uh, Jim Smith said, I was really into anime, but I'd never watched Avatar The Last Airbender, probably because the movie was so bad. My kids got me to watch it, and it was amazing. I agree, this, sh- this is a show anyone could watch and enjoy. Yeah, and it really is. It is. And then Yesenia Noble said, I love Avatar The Last Airbender show. I was 15 when it came out and watched it through the years with the seasons. I'm so excited it's on Netflix now. I introduced it to my four-year-old daughter, and she is obsessed with it. Okay, wow. And then finally, Drew Kimball said... This was perfectly timed. I started watching this Saturday with my son. I would be fire for warmth, cooking, and it would be more fun to shovel the driveway with fire than, than with a shovel or air. He's got a point. Yeah, that's good. Shoveling driveway with fire bending would be awesome. Because you wouldn't have to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you for listening to that. We really do appreciate your feedback uh, on those types of shows. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Today we're talking about the fabulous game shows of Whoa! television. Wait a minute. Didn't we already do a game show show with Matt's? Here's the thing. With Mott's? Kind of. Kind of? No. Because you, you talked about reality shows, reality contests. Reality competitions. Yeah, yes. why did we start there? Because Mott's, that's what, what Matt's were you loved. thinking? No, no, Matt's loved those. Yeah, but then we does. said, what about game shows? He's like, oh, I hate game shows. <laughs> and it was amazing to me that you could, lo- you could hate game shows but love reality competitions. I think it's because in those shows you get to know who these, char- these contestants are, mm-hmm. who, what their character is, and to see them go the distance in many episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're talking here specifically... And maybe there might be some crossover or whatnot, but generally one episode. Yeah. Are these basically buzzer episodes? Uh, that's what we were kind of talking about. it. I think th- with these games, there's buzzers and boards, right? Yes. You're playing a board. And I think a lot of those reality competitions, you're playing each other more. And that's the well, focus. And it's the relationships between each other. So we mm-hmm. wanted to talk about like just game shows today. Like, the, the, like they said, we, we had a certain criteria to meet. And it was essentially one-off shows, meaning you didn't have the characters for a whole season. Right. Prizes were involved. Uh, there's a host, and there's a set, like a, a built set. It's not just them in a jungle or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, you can definitely catch it any episode. There's no through storyline. Well, because like Survivor, for example, they have game shows within the whole show. Like yes, they go and, and the host is very prominent as yes. well. Uh, but I was going to mention this, guys. Do you guys happen to know when the first game show was on television? 19... 19- 30, 1940. 1940? 1946. It would be 1940. Truth or Consequences. First game show to air on commercially licensed television. Brought to you by Ovaltine. Probably so. Yeah, actually. But it's just, it's funny how like, they began to appear on, they, they did have game shows on radio and television, but like this was the, the 1940 was the first one to like, it was like commercially licensed television. Like this was the beginning mm-hmm. of game shows. And since then, they've been on the air the entire time. There's always been kind of a game show around. 
Some of these have evolved. Some of these have been rebooted like a dozen times. Right. But we have 15 categories mm-hmm. today of game shows that we know and love. And they're going to be ranging from the old and the new. How I was going to say, do you go back oh, pretty old, Kent? There are some that go back to the 70s, but it's it's more my generation. And granted, even when as we were growing up, mm-hmm. so whether it's on cable or in, in syndication, yeah. there were shows from the 80s that were replayed in the 90s or even 2000s. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up watching Game Show Network, and I can't tell you how many 70s game shows I grew up watching in okay. the 90s. Yeah. How do you guys feel when you're actually watching a game show? Do you feel a little bit grimy, like you're watching a soap opera? No. It's, it's, to me, it feels it like I'm ditching school. <laughs> I'm watching daytime TV, <laughs> and there's going to be a lawyer commercial like coming up next. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of Medicare commercials. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally get caught up in it, and I love playing along with the game, with the, with the people, especially when it's trivia, like trivia games, when mm-hmm. they're asking trivia questions. It's so much fun. Although it's much more difficult on like, uh, when you go back and watch those Game Show Network old ones, when they're like, you know, what color are Howard Cosell's eyes? And you're like, uh, <laughs> Howard Cosell. Uh, and so it's kind of difficult on those ones. Also, and, so many are celebrity based back then and yeah. now. But the jokes are really like poorly written in well, hand and everything. Here's the weird thing is I watch these old ones with these celebrities mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it's kind of fun to see them play this game. And if celebrities go on game shows now, I feel like they're slumming. Yes. Like, it's kind of like, oh, you don't have to do that. Or you, you've hit rock bottom because you're playing a game. You're playing a game show. Right. Well, but this, back then it was like Phyllis Diller every yeah. week. Well, so. even in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. I was still okay with Paul that. Lind. Well, because it was a draw. <laughs> uh, it was a primetime draw. And I mean, that's advertisement was huge on those. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, it's it was much more in the mainstream culture. And now it's kind of not. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, have any of you been on a game show that will come up in the show? Oh, oh wow! Oh well, tease for later. I always mm-hmm. wanted to be a game show host, like I always did. I can see that. I can see you being an amazing game oh, show host. Thank you. That's all I want in the world. You make it your chance. Oh, well, today on you. Bacon Sale, the teases for the show because I wish we had a theme. Zach is actually going to be doing a quiz throughout the show as well. Yeah, we're going to bring back the uh, between category quizzes as made famous on season Bacon one. Sale. Yeah, we did that in season <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we get started? Let's, Let's get, get started. going. Okay, we've got, I think for an opener, we should talk about what is a lot of people's maybe gateway into game shows, the best game show for kids. I'll get started on this one. Okay, Kent. Mine is... Where in the world is... Carmen San Diego. Steal this. <laughs> Do it, Rockefeller. <laughs> it is Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Thank Love you, everyone, it. for coming in on that baseline. <laughs> you like, well, got to. It's the best part. <laughs> it's, got a voice like this. It's irresistible. Love that show. Did you guys watch this show back in yes. the day? Yeah. Yes, very much so. So this one went from 1991 to 1995. There are 295 episodes. In four years? In four years. Whoa. Granted, this one... Was was weird because sometimes these were on like NBC and then they went in syndication. This was a straight up PBS game show, mm-hmm. which oh, was really? very, very rare. But it was super popular. Like everyone knew about this show. Right. Everyone wanted to be a gumshoe. Yes. And get one of those jackets. Attention gumshoes. Yeah. And you had the chief. Greg Lee hosted the show. Obviously, you had Rockapella, who was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen this one, basically, there's the big bad is Carmen Sandiego. And there's been some cartoon versions of her mm-hmm. that have come out throughout the years. But she always had these henchmen that would go steal like one of the seven wonders of the world. Like the Eiffel Tower or something Yeah, like or that. the pyramids. And yeah. it would be Eartha Brooked or Double Trouble. <laughs> and then you'd send them to jail. But the reason they created this show was that they found out Americans, I think it was in National Geographic, they did a survey and found Americans knew very little of geography. And so they created a complete 
Geography Trivia Contest for kids, which I'd watch right now. No, the truth is this show made me care about geography because I was like, if I get called on that show yeah. and they tell me to put... When you put the flag at the end of flag, the show, yeah, yes. flag, I got to put a, put a flag on Turkey. I need to know where Turkey is. Yes. But the great thing about it is... I can't just is, put it in my belly and be like, <laughs> <laughs> Turkey's, in, Turkey's here. in here. <laughs> but the contestants, they would answer questions about geography and if you lost, like the consolation prize was like a year supply of National Geographic, <laughs> like encyclopedias, or, or yeah, encyclopedias, a uh, language translator, which probably never worked. And then the person, if you won the final challenge, you got to write a U.S. state down, and you got to take a, one parent with you to this state. And I watched an episode of this yesterday, mm-hmm. and this kid took his mom to Arizona. I was like, "That's your prize, <laughs> Mesa, Arizona." <laughs> That's awesome. Hopefully not in the summer. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have family there. It's not good. But this show I watched as a kid, even watching it now, I'm like, I could learn a thing or two about geography, even at my age. And I played a video game of this. I remember I watched the show and my friend mm-hmm. had a video game. And we I think it's on Super time. Nintendo or something. We did on the PC. Oh, so, you okay. know, it's better. PC Master. Uh, yeah. I see. <laughs> oh, console peasants. What's your pick, Joel? Well, I dare you guys to guess mine. In fact, I double dare you. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, yes, Devil Dare. The so, man, the myth, the legend, Mark hosted Summers. Hosted by Mark Summers, uh, 482 episodes. This was on Nickelodeon from 1986. Oh. Well, okay, so it, the original run was 1986 to 1993. Went off mm-hmm. the air. They had kind of a revival in 2000 and then another Double kind of revival in 2008, 2009. That is so much whipped cream. Yeah. it's Well, okay, so and I have the premise here. So two teams compete to win cash and prizes by answering trivia questions and completing messy stunts known as physical challenges. And I love the premise of like, if you don't know it, you can dare you and you don't think the other team has a clue. Mm-hmm. You can dare them to answer so they get it wrong and you get the point. You get the, yeah. the points. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched one of these episodes today with my kids just to see if it still held up. And the trivia questions actually were, you know, kind of like it was like rubies are red, emeralds are green. What color are sapphires was one of them. OK. And I was like, that was fine. And then they said one about uh, where uh, Davy Crockett and Jim Bowie met their met their demise or something like that. And hmm. And so like maybe harder for kids. Yeah, exactly. And uh, my kids got some of them right. They got some of them wrong, but it was fun to see them go back and forth. And like one of them, one of them was like, who? Oh, I wish I could remember the exact phrasing of the question. I should have written it down. But it was like, who was the comedian in the biggest comedy of 1987? Like, who's the actor? Wow. Any guesses, Kent? John Candy? John Belushi? John, John Belushi? Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. Ah, oh, well. And yeah. I got it right. I was so proud of nice. myself that I was getting answers right on a kid's show. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I got it. You're not going to get slimed. Was this the sliming show? Well, so they get, well, okay. So after they double dare, like it goes dare, and then you get their team, they can double dare you back. And then if you don't know it still, you can take the physical challenge. And that's yes. where the fun came in because the trivia was fine, but everyone was there to see these kids get messy. Yeah. And so they had like little things like they had to pour the one I just barely watched. They had to pour a bunch of Chinese food into a, a bowl on the other guy's head and fortune cookies and stuff. And if they got it in the bowl, they got it. They were catching eggs with symbols. And that was all fine and dandy. But the reason you watch Double Dare is for the obstacle course at the end. Because whichever team got the most dollars got to go to this obstacle course. Mm-hmm. And it was every kid's dream. It was. Because everything, you get super messy. You're flying through like whipped cream or chocolate sauce. There was a giant nose that you'd stick your hand up oh, and have so to grab good. a flag out. So um, gross. It was so gross, but it was so fun. A giant mouth, you jump in and slide down. And every time you had to grab the flag and they're sliding all over the place, they're wearing helmets and knee pads because they were going to get beat up. But it was so much fun to watch. This is one that I did watch just recently. And I was like, yeah, this still has the magic. I was going to say one of the things they talked about here is that they fill things with water, uncooked rice, green slime, whipped cream, and milk. 
And like the one we watched today, it looked like they were sliding into guacamole. My wife said, what is that? What are they, what are they making? And what, how do they make that? And I was like, I have no idea. But the kids don't seem to mind it. So we're If it was here. like the early 90s, it probably was like a mixture of poison that they didn't know was <laughs> poisonous. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like mercury man. and lead. Jump this, right in. This was the show actually that kind of proved that kids game shows could be market like big time marketable yeah and this spawned a whole bunch of copycats after and it. board games and everything like that yeah too. yeah that's a great choice so yeah wow. double dare. that show that was also my choice i yeah I, for, for the record yeah double, double dare there. loved that show so many good shows out there and that, like, like i always say we're not gonna be able to talk about all no. of the, the game shows out there no, in one episode no. so make sure you're playing along at home write down your answers with us yeah. and then share them with, with us on social media well now that you have selected a show I'd like to bring up a little twist to what we're doing today. Uh oh. Normally, we have a rule here on Bacon Sale. If you bring up anything that goes into one of these categories, you cannot mention it again. True. But we wanted to add a little element because, you know, it's a, it's a game show today. So we have the special double dip buzzer. Ooh. You have a double dip option, meaning you have one category that you can use a show twice. Is Bas- that, is that this, we're cheating. Basically, we're cheating. Well, <laughs> once. But this that's what this buzzer in front of me is, This the two Ds. Red, yeah. red D's on a blue base. Yeah. Can I hit that? Yeah. Can I test it out? Go for it. All right. I'm going to test out the buzzer. And it makes? Right now. Oh, we're that getting sounds, sued. That sounds oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a sound wow. of litigation. I don't right know why there. you put that in the buzzer. That's but. what it can. It. Yeah. So once uh, that didn't count for mine. Oh, okay. But when I, I actually hit that, that means I, it, like if I wanted to use Double Dare again, I could hit that button and actually use the game show twice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because reasonably, a lot of these categories could be filled with the same couple shows oh, yeah, i mean there's good, yeah. so many good options for all of these so yeah. that is an element be on the watch out for that but let's move on to category number two the game you've always wanted to be on what do you think joel the game show i've always wanted to be on and i don't know why but i tell you what i was obsessed with it back in the day it's supermarket sweet it's wow. totally supermarket sweet. you pick the same one for me too <laughs> no way thank you so much out of all the game shows look you you survey 100 people right now. That's a different game show. 98 people will say Supermarket Sweep. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> Do you know the show, Zach? Oh, very well. <laughs> so Supermarket Sweep is one of those weird shows where it was like it, it was on ABC. It's in, in its original run back in 1965 and to 67. Yeah. But it didn't really go anywhere. But it wasn't until it hit Life, the Lifetime Network in uh 1990 oh, to 95 yes which is weird this show barely existed but it's in our consciousness for some reason barely existed there are 1111 episodes for seven years <laughs> <laughs> oh but it's insane like okay so if you don't know the premise of this the format combined an ordinary team-based quiz show with the novel concept of a live time race through a supermarket yes so they do their trivia questions well, the trivia questions, like they but would, get, if you got a correct answer, you got 10 extra seconds in your time bank. Mm-hmm. I think Joel and I would actually love being on this show for one reason. There was a round that was a snack attack movie game. And so it's movie trivia. Mm-hmm. And if you got like those questions right, you got $50 added to your bank. Yeah. And so that was the point is you go through the supermarket, you try to not leave any groceries on the floor right. or run into any cameramen right. or anything. And however much was in your basket at the end, if you had the higher amount... Yeah. You win. So you wanted to get the you wanted to run through the store and get the most expensive things you possibly could, which of course were hams. I can't tell you how many times <laughs> but you can only get five hams. The, they put a limit on later, right. but initially it was just as many can. But little people, every time people would drive up to the hams and just start loading hams in their cart or turkeys or whatever they could. Hams. And then they'd go <laughs> grind a bag of coffee. 
Why? Because if you ground a bag of coffee, which took time, you could get more points. Like it would count. Mm. It's a special thing. Mm-hmm. Or they would hide this kind of a little fan of cash somewhere in the store. And if you found right. the, if you'd run up and down the aisles and found the right product, you get an extra bonus on top of it as well. And uh, if you won, you would get five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Five thousand uh, dollars. Which doesn't seem like a lot now, but. At the for the game fun shows. is running through these aisles but with a treasure it, cart. But I love the idea of running through and be like, what's the most expensive thing? Just grabbing stuff. And like they would walk through aisles and like stick their hand behind like boxes of cereal and just knock them all into their cart as they ran. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the coolest thing. Uh, they also had random things where they would have costume characters such as Frankenstein's monster or a gorilla yeah. in the aisles. And you could not go down the aisle because if you touch them, you'd lost time or lost points. I can't remember which <laughs> it's like one. like Pac-Man. It was such a random show. I can't believe you picked that game because I was like, I'm no, weird. I it, like Supermarket it is, Sweep. It is the game. It, it but, is. But why? Because it's speed and we all like going grocery shopping, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like it seems fun to do for some reason. Yeah. I was always yelling at the people on, on the thing too. I'm like, you're wasting time. Get the hams. Get the hams. <laughs> Where do the hams go? <laughs> but if you were doing it right now, where would you go? Would you go for the hams? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I was no, trained to do. No, hams are not the most expensive thing anymore. I was anymore. trained to do that. Here's your cheat code. I was talking about this I'd get pomade. I would go get hair products. Hair products? Yes. Great one. I would get toilet paper. Oh, man. <laughs> if, if they have it <laughs> on the price. shelves and not locked behind something, form, it'd be, formula. It'd be, it'd be toilet no. paper and hand sanitizer. Toilet paper buy, takes I'd up too much space. If you just no. get hair products. It goes in the bottom. Boom. What about baby formula? Super expensive. sure. Small cans. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I'd get all, I'll go to the organic and gluten free aisle and just like pile drive all that stuff into my cart. It's so expensive. <laughs> wow. It's so good. Um, supermarket Sweet. How did we match? How was our first match? Because we're brain On twins. Supermarket Sweet. Yeah. Well, the show's coming back too. Yeah. Leslie, Leslie Jones. Also by Leslie Jones. Jones. Here's the thing though I want them to include the element post, post COVID where you can only go down the lane one, one way. way. <laughs> oh, that's good. Or they have the little thing, the little arrows that point you. And if you go over and you get like a Super Mario Kart uh, speed boost. Yeah. <laughs> I think about that every single time <laughs> I shop. Yeah. And there's always some old lady like writing a check that yeah. you have to wait in line for. That's part of the game too. Modern. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Kent, what is the most recognizable theme song? <laughs> it's a hoedown. We got the Hilton family. We got the Dunn family. And you're in your weird poses like you're a, a painting or something. I planned my pose. For- <laughs> you know, what was your pose? Well, you got to say the show first. The, the show is family. Well, everyone knows it's family feud because Do they, it's though? so recognizable. Because that used to be like a main staple. And now it's like one of those daytime ones that you just see kind of blooper clips on YouTube. No, that is still that is actually the Steve Harvey theme. Oh, because it? it changes for every host. Like that sounded minor just like variables. the old one. It, Well, it is. They do very little to change it. But. Yeah, Family Feud. That's the beginning and closing theme as well. Because yeah. some of these shows have different themes yeah. throughout. And it's like between between the rounds, sometimes they'll play it too. Yeah, so. but it's weird because it feels like a hoedown. Like yeah. the, the theme. Or is. But it is recognizable, whereas a lot of these shows, you can't really place the theme at all. In fact, some of the most well-known game shows, I wouldn't even be able to yeah, hum the theme songs for you. Yeah. But yeah, so, so just some facts on this one. They've had so many hosts on this one. This one started in 1976 with Richard Dawson. Then we had Ray Combs, Louis Anderson, Richard Karn, John O'Hurley, and now we have Steve Harvey. Boo. Steve, what? I hate Steve Harvey. No, the show Boo. has definitely gone downhill, but Steve Harvey is not the cause of that. The, because what they're doing now is they're trying to bait all of the guests into saying something dirty. 
I don't think he is, but I think that's what the, the producers Yeah, the producers and the questions become. are. That's what the show's become. And yeah, I, I don't it's like It's gross it. now. He he rolls his eyes at everything you can tell. I actually, my favorite, what are they called? YouTube compilation. Compilation. My favorite compilation videos are Steve Harvey thinks this is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Harvey <laughs> hates hosting a family feud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this So TV Guide gave this number three in the greatest game show list. Yeah. Number three out of 60. No, Wonderful. it's a great theme song. It's a great theme song, Ken, but unfortunately yours does not have a name. Okay. Mine is so popular that it has a name all of its own. <laughs> this is called Think. Theme it's, song? It's not the theme song. I fudged oh, it a bit. That's not cheating. the theme song. But Granted, the tune is this. It is the same. It's a little faster tempo. It's just a little jazzier. This is obviously Think from Jeopardy, which over 8,000 episodes, Jeopardy is one of the most longest running game shows oh, yeah. in the world. Uh, this was on ABC from 1964 to the present, and this is this is the game show people think of. I, I hate to pull the ripcord this early, but this is probably one of the biggest game shows we're going to talk about here. Yeah, because people know this one even if they've never seen the show, and a lot of people these days I don't think haven't watched the show, but back in the day. Everyone watched the show. It's still somehow newsworthy because they do such big prizes or people last for so long, like a Ken Jennings. And it's funny to me because the whole premise came out because they were just uh, watching uh, Merv Griffin, the guy who he was like one of the big game for show most of these yeah, shows, kind of a media mogul back in the day. But he just said, I was mulling over game show ideas when my wife noticed that there had not been a successful question and answer game in the year since quid, the quiz show scandals. And I said, why not do a switch and give the answers to the contestants and let them come up with the question? Mm-hmm. And that just that hook is otherwise it'd just be a regular trivia show. Yeah. But for some reason, that makes it feel different. And I feel like this one really does. It makes me feel smart. Or it's like the smart man's game show because they're asking questions about. But like, do you actually watch it? Because do you get the questions right? This is one of those shows where I never know the answers. I'm like, oh, it's nice. No, this is one where I get thrilled whenever I get a question. Around. I'm like, oh, I know this it's one. It's because you're watching Celebrity Jeopardy. It's because I'm watching a rerun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, this was one where also uh, the song, I want to focus on the song here. Here, It was actually uh, composed under the title A Time for Tony because it was a lullaby for Merv Griffin's son. That's kind of the theme they went with the think there. Hmm. And Jeopardy, you mentioned Ken and Jennings. The longest winning streak is held by Ken Jennings, who competed in the show from June 2nd through November 30th, winning 74 matches before being defeated by a woman named Nancy Zerg in his 75th appearance. So you could Zerg. say he got Zerg rushed. <laughs> yes. Wow. He got over $2,500,000 for his appearances. But he's still not the highest money winner. Nope. The highest money winner is Brad Rutter, who won $5.2 million over five ep- across five episodes of the regular series. Yep. So he wasn't longest running there, but he won a ton of money on his short time there. Yeah. So yeah, Jeopardy. Great pick. Think. I, think in my it. mind, there were two answers to this question, and I couldn't decide between the two, but they were definitely Family Feud and Jeopardy. Yes. So, <laughs> very good choices, gentlemen. All right. What? And we'll start with you, Joel. Mm-hmm. What is a game show that you would be terrible at? <laughs> so you just know. The thing is, there's a lot of these questions where I think I'd be bad at answering the questions or I wouldn't quite get it. But there's one where I think I would spectacularly fail so badly that everyone would be able to laugh at me. It's Wipeout. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> So, Please go and wipe out. Oh, man, I would love to go and wipe out so much. The thing is, I would love to go on the show, but I would get so badly injured so quickly. Would you make it past the first round? I don't think so. 
<laughs> so I would just watch some Wipeout today and I forgot how connected to my funny bone this show is. Yeah. I was laughing so hard. Uh, I'm bringing it back now. Uh, so Wipeout was a show where it's it's an obstacle course show. The world's biggest, the world's largest obstacle course, they say. Hosted by John Henson and John Anderson with Jill Wagner as the on-location reporter. 130 episode, episodes, about seven seasons. And they are talking about bringing it back on, t- on TBS. But it was written on NBC from 2008 to 2014. And this was my show. Like, I would sit down. I would make time. It's Wipeout Night. I would sit down and watch the show. And I would belly laugh every single time. Yeah. Because you have these... This, this became the third most popular game show in the world in 2009. Everyone was loving this. Featuring uh, obstacles such as Sucker Punch and the Big Balls and the Sweeper and the Dizzy Dummy and the Dreadmill. And people would just go on these obstacle courses and just running at full pace and all of a sudden get sideswiped and fly off the obstacle course into water. Yeah. And I'd laugh every single time. It was like the accessible version of MXC. Yes. Yeah, MXC which you can only find on cable. So it was the American version with yes. a little bit less like head injuries. Wipeout is one of those shows. If you have not seen Wipeout, it's, you need to see it. It, it's so much fun. Oh, I, I, I need to see you on that show and now. If I were to do it, like, because I have no strategy. And so I'd just be running along and I would be one of the people that would just spectacularly fail and fall in the water and then at the end just be exhausted and like collapse because <laughs> it, they have like basically three stages. The first one is just the straight up obstacle course. The second one is usually an endurance challenge, like mm-hmm. with a sweeper where you have to jump over it. And the final one actually gets kind of serious. It's more of a ninja warrior type yeah. course. But every time you're falling into water or mud or some other liquidy substance. Just getting the wind knocked out of you. And just seeing the people, like the big balls, seeing people just hit the ball <laughs> wrong and just like fly off was so just good. so much joy to my heart. So I'd be terrible at it, but I would love to go and wipe out. All right. The show I'm picking, you're not going to know this theme song, but it's Fear Factor. Oh, Fear Factor. Fear Factor is something else. It's so bizarre. So this one started in 2001 to 2006, hosted by Joe Rogan, the podcast guy. Yeah, the number one podcaster on the planet. (laughs) But I know him from Fear Factor. Yeah. Yeah. He actually didn't want to do this show. He said, this will get canceled because it's just, it's too obscene. But he said, this will give me great stand-up material. And so he decided to do the show. And it ran for years. So here's what the show was. Three contestants compete in three major stunts. So the first one is always like a phobia, like maybe you're in a tank with spiders mm-hmm. or it's like a heights thing or there's like a speed course. Yeah. But it's the second stunt. I think that's the reason why people watch it. And it's the reason I watched it. And this is why I'd be so bad. A, there's already height involved right. in the first one. But the second one. Now, kids, earmuffs. Yeah. Not, this, not complete earmuffs. This is the stuff that they would eat. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. Gross out challenge. They'd have to bite into cow eyeballs to drain the fluid into a cup and eat the cow eyeballs after as well. Uh, There was a smoothie made with stink bugs, flies, and hornworms and curdled milk. At one time, they bobbed for cow's hearts in a bathtub of blood. And then the the iconic one, I say iconic in an ironic way, African cave-dwelling spiders, Mm -hmm. which were the size of your face, and they had claws Mm -hmm. on their pincers. And it was, they had to eat them alive. Oh, Mm. And it just hurt because they were trying to pry themselves out of your mouth the as they were crunching were, yeah. into them. Yes. Ugh. And then the third stunt was always like an action movie stunt. Yeah. And so everyone's wearing harnesses for that one. If you won, you get $50,000. But there were people that were basically dropping out in the second round. Mm-hmm. Because when you'd have to eat that food, which is... I've eaten some gross stuff in my life, but I always spit it out. They had to swallow everything and not puke it up as well. Ugh. I would Ugh. I would do horrible at this show. I would too. But I love I love watching the show like I was watching a demolition derby. <laughs> like it appealed to my white trash senses. 
But I would never, ever want to be on this show. No, I don't think I would either. That's a very good choice. Oh, I'm just watching a clip of the spider now. Don't do it. Oh, it's so bad. We need to we need to reset a little bit. Kent, what is the game show that you have watched the most? Ha! Nice. I feel like this should be most everyone's choice. It's always on. No, it is always on, but and I don't know why I watched this one a lot back in the day because it's on a, it was on at 9 a.m. Yeah. On like channel two. Yeah. And I was generally at school. Unless I was ditching school. But I watch this one all the time in college as well. And this is, a, it's The Price is Right, by oh, the way. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one started in 1956, went to 1965. But the version we know started in 1972 with Bob Barker as the host. And he went until 2007, and that's now hosted by Drew Carey. Mm-hmm. But this one was an hour-long game show, which is pretty long for a game show, I would say. Well, and it was, the, but it was split up into two halves, too, so it made it a little more palatable. But in, yeah. the, in the intro, they like kind of bragged about that. Like, the hour-long Price is right. But I was there for the entire hour, every wow. time. I would never leave because you want to see what's in the showcase showdown, and you wanted to bet from your home. You were there, or you were there? Oh, I was actually there. This was one of the shows that I was uh, on, quote-unquote. So in spring break 2003, we decided to go to California. This is when I was going to Utah State, and so a bunch of us were like, let's go to California. Let's go be on Price is Right. So we were all wearing Utah State shirts mm-hmm. because you want to be very unified, yeah. and you want to make sure that the producers pick you. And so what we had Wait, to do... Wait, you mean the audience members are not chosen at random, Kent? They, they don't well, say, come on down to just anyone? I know. Well, I thought I was going to be on because they promised us, hey, since you guys have like 10 people here from your school, we're going to pick one of you. And so we're like, sweet. And so what you have to do is get in front of a producer and they put you like in this basically firing squad and a producer says, what's your name? And you're like, oh, my name's Kent. Tell me something about you. Like, what are you going to school for? And I'm like, proctology. I'm like, I'm good with my hands. You didn't say I that. really did. And yeah. he's like, and he's like, ah, yeah, I had 15 seconds and then he moved on. Okay. And I'm like, I did pretty good. But there were people that were really aggressively. You did pretty good with, with the, with the proctology. Joke. <laughs> yeah. okay. It's my minor. Okay. All right. So, uh, your sense of humor is minor. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. And so we get in there and they do a pre-show thing. And this was back in the day with Bob Barker. And so we were stoked. We were amped up and they want you to be amped up. Right. They want everyone to feel like they're going to be on the show. But don't you have to like go there and like wait forever in line? Yeah. We, it's about 5 a.m. And they don't film until probably 1 p.m. So you wait outside in the California sun. How do you sun. say amped up that whole time? I don't know. Like, honestly, I was about to kill some of my roommates because they were so annoying because they thought producers were watching the entire seven hours outside. Oh, my gosh. But when you do the show, like the stage is very small, but seeing Bob Barker up there and he riffs during the commercial breaks and everything, it was so cool. They didn't pick a single one of us. They didn't pick one of us. And I was so prepped because I watched this show my entire life. Yeah. And I'm like, if someone says $1, like I am literally going to throw down. But it's okay. I'll never try to be on that show again. Like it was so much of a daily investment that I won't try again. But I still watch this with fondness. So Price is Right is still one I've watched more than anything. Okay. What about you, Joel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course it's the price. Of course right. it is. It's one of those but shows. Why? why? How did you watch it? I don't know. I was actually thinking about the other day. I'm like, how did I watch this so often? Because it was like 9 or 10 a.m. when it would come on. Uh, so Ken already talked about a lot about this. I'm not going to go into it. I do want to mention one of my favorite games is Cliffhangers. I love Cliffhangers. Cliffhangers. It's the yodeling guy going up the hill. And if you guess too far away, he'll fall off. I don't know why. Plinko is always a fun one, too. In fact, there was a thing where they had... For a promotion, they put like a little fishing line on the on the different Plinko things where you drop a disc down, it hits all the pins, mm-hmm. and you try and get in the slot. 
And they put these fishing line in there so that it would go into the $10,000 slot for the promo. They forgot to take it out for the taping. And so the woman got three $10,000 things in a row. And they were like, what do we do? They eventually said, okay, keep the 300000 Wow. Or not, no, 30000 30, yeah. I can't do math. That's why I'm not good on prices right. <laughs> but they said, keep the 30000 and we're going to have you do it again. And we're just not going to air that first part. So, yeah, there you go. Wow. You have matched twice so I far. I know. Look at you guys. We're going to match more. Yeah. I Speaking of match, I'm just going to throw out my one that I've watched the most is actually Match Game. Oh, oh, I don't know if you guys yeah. are going to okay. be talking about it, but I love Match Game. Match specifically game is, the 70s. Like, of that's it, what I was going to say. so aggressively It's 70s. been on so long that there's so many episodes to choose from. Brit- and British version, too. Yeah. It, and that's the one where it's like, you know, dumb Donna was so dumb that she went to the car wash with her blank, you know, and, and they fill in something and try to anyway, celebrity. That's all, weirdly enough. I was thinking about it. That's the one I've watched the most, which I don't know yeah, why. Weird. It's one of those popular ones out there I, when yeah. I was doing Google searches. Yeah. So that's a uh, good, good job so far. You've gone through five questions. So that means we are going to have our first game show round. Luckily, gentlemen, this is going to go fast because your research will come in very handy with these yes. questions. All right, I need your buzzers. Oh, what are you going to buzz in with? Survey says. Very good. Come on down. Very Perfect. good. All right. That was Qu- Joel that said that second one. Yeah. Okay. Question number one. In this 1950s game show, infamous for its role in the quiz show scandals, contestants in sealed booths competed to answer trivia questions worth points, trying to bring their potential a total to a particular score. Oh. Come on down. Okay, Joel. Truth or consequences? No. Ah. I know it's close to that. It, the, the survey says brain game. Oh. No. The, there's, the movie is called Quiz Show. The movie is called Quiz Show. I remember What's the, the answer? Real, think of a particular score. They're trying to reach a particular score. The game show is 21. Ah. Uh, as featured in the movie Quiz Show, just starring John Taduro. Yeah. All right. Question number two. Who was crowned the greatest Jeopardy player of all time in the Tournament of Champions in 2020? Come on down. Joel? I'm just going to give the easy answer to say Ken Jennings. Nope. You guessed. But it is correct. Hey! He was crowned. He was? I thought he was lost. He was crowned as the champion. Dang it. He actually had so many points going to Final Jeopardy, he could not have lost. I you, like you, how... You both, can't do a dance when you guess. No, I, yeah. like, I like how we both hesitate because we're like, oh, it's not the obvious answer. Right. Question number three. Which Jeopardy player is the all-time leader in money earned? Come on down. There we go. Joel? Don't look at your notes. Don't look at my notes. Don't look at your notes. Can I look at my notes? No, 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 no. You got to know his name. Ah, it's like Brett Butler. It's not Brett Butler. (laughs) No, Brett Butler. I can't remember his name. Grace under fire. Kent. Nope. So close. Brad Rutter. Ah, oh, it was so close. All right, we'll step away from Jeopardy here. In what country did the popular "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" survey says Kent, England. Very good. You want to wait till the question's done so that people can play along yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah, sorry, everybody. In fact, in Jeopardy, they've actually disabled the buzzers until after the question is read. Wow. Yeah, Burp. they can click Burp. all they want, but it won't go till Alex stops. I would lose. And finally, on this round, another show originating in the United Kingdom saw the original group of nine contestants eliminated one at a time. As the host pronounced, you are blank. Services. Oh, no. Weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. We I can slink. had that one, but I didn't, I didn't know when the question was ending. She's so mean. She is so mean. <laughs> she is Do you mean. like how they had to replace the host with another ginger angry woman? <laughs> like, that was like the rule. Yeah. All right. So far, Joel, you got one question on that round. Kent, you got two. Ooh. And those are actually worth 20 points a piece. <laughs> very arbitrary. I like it. Just because I decided to I just like at that very moment. Like Put on the scoreboard. Ding. Okay. Wow, the bacon scoreboard's looking real good. Yeah, we got it's a little, little dusty, color. but... All right, we're going to get through a lot of these guys. Back to it. What do you think is the game show that needs to have a comeback? Joel? Well, 
This is an odd coincidence. So I chose the weakest link. Oh, oh nice. There it is. And that's why I was so frustrated because I was like, I just did all the study on that. I know exactly. Like when you're talking about nine and one limited at a time, I was like, oh, yeah, it's the weakest link. But I didn't want to buzz in until I knew what the, end, the, the question actually was. Oh, I see. So that's my excuse. Over 400 <laughs> episodes uh, on NBC from 2001 to 2003. Uh, Anne Robinson is the one we were talking about. Mm-hmm. She's just this cold British woman who just, I love how just, serious she was the whole time people would people would throw insults at her and make jokes at her and the whole time just stone cold yep and then she just like throw an insult back at them and i'm like is she getting that from like a producer in her ear because that was really really good burn yeah team of contestants like you said they have a, a series of questions and then you have to vote out who you feel didn't get enough right answers who gave the weakest answers mm-hmm. it really is very clever because it's an it's a team game show yeah the problem with this one like i said it wants to have a comeback but i don't think you can do it without ann robinson I think she was like the thing that made it work. She was the cat. They've tried in syndication and just never worked. Yeah. Just do a Simon you, Cowell. But I was thinking if you could find the right person, and they don't have to be a ginger. Uh, <laughs> they do. Redheaded. But I'm saying if you could find someone who has that same kind of cold demeanor that's able to kind of just with the witty comebacks, I think it could work, but it's just the right chemistry. So yeah. Weakest Link was my choice of needs to have a comeback. All right. Mine is probably the worst song ever. That note at the beginning... This actually has many songs in the show. It's the dating game. Yeah, this one has a lot of different versions. There's like a different intro theme if it's a bachelor or bachelorette. And of course you would think that the dating game needs to come back. Million dollar idea. Is it not back? It's not back. Uh, like a lot of these game shows. Love Connection is back. Oh, with Chuck Woolery? No, but it won't last very long. This one started in 1965, canceled many times. And the last time it was on TV was 1999. Dating Game is one of those where you have a bachelor, and yes, many celebrities and serial killers have been on this show. Yes, they have. <laughs> and you have these pre-planned questions where you ask three bachelors or bachelorettes the questions. Question number one, where would we go on our first date? Yeah, exactly. And then you would choose you know, whoever of the three, and then the show would pay for the date. That was the winning of the show. Mm-hmm. This show, honestly, million-dollar idea, dating apps. It's now the dating app game. They create a dating app where you don't know who you match with, but the show knows. And then they fly you and three other people you've matched with. And so maybe you've seen them once on the on the pictures Mm -hmm. and you know that you're a match and you have to ask them questions without seeing what they look like. And the show flies you in to do that. Would they have to fly you in? Why not just do it over like Zoom or something like that? You could do that as well. But basically, they could use like Tinder or whatever, but you don't know who you match with till you're on the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's a million dollar idea. Not the dating game. All yeah. right. I think it's a good idea, Ken. Well, we talked about game shows you wanted to be on, which you both said Supermarket Sweep. We also <laughs> talked about game shows that you think you'd be terrible at, which that my answer is actually Supermarket Sweep because I'm bad at grocery shopping and running. Uh, but what game show do you think that you guys legitimately have a chance to do well in? Joel and I should pick the same one here. I don't think we're going what, to. What would you do well? It makes sense. I don't actually have a theme song for this one because mm-hmm. it only lasted for really two seasons. And it was on VH1. It's the World Series of Pop Culture. <gasps> I oh, love yeah. that. Joel, this is your pick. I I, totally it's not my pick, f- but I, I was going to say that I would totally pick this that. This is basically Seen It, the that. game show. Yeah. yeah. The winners, and it was a winning, is a team game. You won $250,000. This needs a comeback. It does. And for some reason, it was canceled. 
But I loved watching this, and much like Joel, I'm sure you did the same thing, watching it and just salivating, saying, pick me, pick me, I want to play. Because the team would say, you'd get a category like Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. And then the team would say, hey, you know that kind of stuff. And they'd mm-hmm. send up the teammate, and you'd go one-on-one, trivia game show, probably five questions altogether. Kent, yes. I went so far, we were forming a team. Of course you were. We had our, we had our movie guy, we had our TV guy, we had our music guy, yeah. we had our sports guy. Like We were like actually in our college apartment being like, we could do this, guys. We could do this. We just need this, you know, this and this history guy or something like that. Like, And they canceled the show. Yeah. If yeah. you knew me back then, I would have been like, we're driving to California right now. It would have been canceled by the time we got there. <laughs> it's so it's true. Like, it's gone. <laughs> but the show, it, it was like a trivia game show. I would have actually excelled at because all this stupid knowledge that's in my brain from IMDb. <laughs> that's why we're doing a pop culture podcast. I guess so. <laughs> I think that's partially why we call it a pop culture podcast. It's because the World Series of Pop Culture. We never got to win anything. <laughs> that is a show that doesn't hold up in syndication, though. Oh, no? you're probably right. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. also it was very Gen very X-y. It was like Alanis Morissette lyrics would be a category. Exactly. Mm. But still. Good choice, though. Yeah. It's very fun. I would do really well in it. What about you, Joel? This is mine. Really? <laughs> okay, family. What's your pose? Now I need to know. I, well, I just... Nah, it doesn't matter. You can't, they, they can't see me. I'm just doing it. Theater of the mind. So not only do you think that you would do well, but you think that the Hilton family would do well. I think so. Me and my brother... Well, that's because like, I, I was doing this back in the day with my brothers. That's what I was kind of thinking about. Me yeah, who do you pick? Go. But like nowadays, I'd love to pick like bring one of my kids on just for the younger generation. And then, you know... Well, all my kids couldn't fit in the studio, but no. like, you can get a couple of them there. <laughs> so over 3,000 episodes, like we said, Ken's already talked about this one at length, so I'm not going to into it too much. But I just love, like, whenever we play this game, I'm very kind of good at guessing what the popular answer would be as they're playing. The, the number one answer. Yeah, or the number two at Would the you least. pass or play? Uh, well, normally I like to play. I like to keep it on my side as mm-hmm. much as possible. Because, yeah, if you get it right, you have the option to pass or play. Right. And I get a kick also out of the end just seeing people come up with these answers. Like one of my favorite clips, if you have not seen this, it's Richard is the Richard Dawson era. And he asked this poor guy to name an animal with three letters in its name. Oh no. And he says, alligator. Alligator. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. And I what died was the response. Laughing. What did everyone do? Well, everyone just kind of laughed at him. For well, a bit. I, th- I think that to stop the clock, cause he was laughing so hard. At he it. was the one who went second. The guy before him said a, a, a four letter animal. I can't remember. Yeah. Possibly, like, said it wrong. Yeah. yeah something like that. But <laughs> yeah, they hilarious. both were terrible, but alligator. Oh man. And there's the Turkey one. If you haven't seen the Turkey clip, just do family feud, Turkey, <laughs> Turkey. And the guy turkey. just gives Turkey for every single answer. <laughs> Uh, and it's just, it's just it, the more it goes along, it gets more ridiculous. Because anyway. it's like as it goes, it's more reasonable that that turkey's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, John O'Hurley, who hosted for a while, we brought this up kind of how it's gone downhill and been, been more kind of less family friendly. Apparently, that's why John O'Hurley left. He said uh, he left because he was resistant towards the show's decision to emphasize ribald humor and wanted to keep the show family friendly. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. He like, used hey. the term ribald. He said ribald. Very John O'Hurley to say yeah, ribald. Yeah, it is. But I remember we were like, it came on one day. And I was like, I love Family Feud. And we've got, we got two questions in. And I'm like, we can't watch this with the kids. Yeah. Like, this is getting to the point mm-hmm. where it's like everything was in It's innuendo. very ribald. I'm trying to yeah, And it's repetitive. Everyone. Like, I kind of, I, I lamented this now. But back in like the, the Ray Coombs era, mm-hmm. that was like my Family Same. Feud. And even Louis Anderson and, and Richard Karn, we got to that. I was still enjoying it. But yeah. 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 And John O'Hurley too. So yeah, I like I liked that whole middle area. Very good choice. Family Feud. 
Let's take a look into something that's a little bit more modern because a lot of these back in the heyday started, you know, 70s, 80s, things like that. But what do you think, Joel, is the best modern game show? This was a difficult one because modern, like modern, modern game shows like in the next in the last year, I don't really watch a lot of those. I, sure. I went with the last 20 years on this one. That sounds about right. Because a lot of these we're talking about like started in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. and 70s. So this is one that maybe started in the 2000s. Not maybe it is one that started in 2000s. And it's actually stuck around. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. And here's the quote-unquote theme song. If you heard that when you were inside a cab, it was a good sound. day. Oh, Cash, oh, Cash cab. cab. Cash Cab. That's a good choice. So Cash Cab was one of those shows where I don't know where it came from, but man, I enjoyed watching that show. Uh, so Ben Bailey's the host. And the whole premise is uh, 453 episodes. This was on the Discovery Channel and then Bravo. But you get into a cab and all of a sudden the cab, when that noise goes off and lights go off on the roof you're in a game show on your cab ride. And so you're getting from point A to point B, wherever you were actually getting the cab for, mm-hmm. and then you get a series of questions during the cab ride. And it's just random questions. It's, just a, it's a trivia game show, but the whole point is that you're in the cab and you have to finish it before you get to your destination. Right. Now, they could at some point call a friend. Uh, they could just grab someone on the street to help them answer a question. These are shout-outs you were able to do. But the questions will get progressively harder and more money as you go along. And then at the end... If you, if you, okay, so if you got three wrong, you strike out and you get kicked out of the cab. Mm-hmm. So basically, you don't even get to your destination anymore. If you got it right, at the end, they would give you cash. The cash was a prop. Yes. They were going to send you a check later on. I also found out that this wasn't just, they, they did choose some random people in the street and there was a whole thing where they had to get them to sign stuff and all that. But other people, they would sign up for a game show, just not knowing what the game show was. And they would tell them, we have a cab coming to pick you up to take you to the game show. But then the game show was in the cab. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, so that's it, fun. It wasn't as random as just random people in the street getting in the cab. It was occasionally, but most of the time it was like these people have been pre-screened and were knowing they were in a game show, just didn't know when it was going to happen. Yeah. So there you go. Cash cab. All right. There's only one choice here. The best really? modern game show. Really? Huh. Oh. Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> I'm putting my favorite movie. Just doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for Joel. I love that. In fact, uh, Slumdog Millionaire, the movie we're referencing here, I was kind of, you know, back before I knew what it was, I was like, I don't know. And then I heard about Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I was like, oh, well, I kind of like that. Sh- I really like that game show. Weird, right? But like they made a movie based on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire contestant. Yeah, seems a little tacky. But then I watched it and I loved it. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. So this one aired in 1999. And if you don't remember when this thing landed, it was a phenomenon. They- Regis remembers when it landed. <laughs> does he? He at does. This point. <laughs> so this one aired every night for two weeks because this was like every night, like every yeah. night. And the ratings it got were just so big. Uh, he hosted until 2002. And then it's just gone through the motions and has been canceled a few times and brought back many times. Meredith. Was Meredith Fierro is the longest host. She was a long time host. And she that's was, because I liked her almost as much good. like Regis. Yeah. yeah. She was till 2013, then Cedric the Entertainer for like a season, Terry Crews, Chris Harrison, and now Jimmy Kimmel's reviving it for yeah, like a season. Oh. Back, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> that's a great laugh. <laughs> He's so funny. Thank you, Zach. The problem is, Zach, they can hear your laughter. They can't see your face drop at the end of the laughter. Yeah. That just looked like you were really entertained. That sounded like you're really entertained. Hold on. Jimmy Kimmel. I just I can't, you can't do it anymore. I can't muster the strength again. <laughs> so this one you must answer fourteen multiple choice questions. Only fourteen. Yeah, to win the million dollars. But come on, there have been twelve top prize winners in its history. There's never going to be one better than the first one, though. Yeah, the American one. Was that the one where he called his phone? A yeah, it was end? in in '99. The first guy who won used his final lifeline on his final question to call his dad and say, "Don't really need your help. Just want to tell you, I'm about to win." win. Yeah. The magic is definitely destroyed on this one. 
And even rewatching this show, it doesn't really hold up it's anymore. It's so fun, though. It's a fun trivia <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, I mean, final answer. I mean, that was always intense or yelling when someone gets like one of the first two questions I wrong. I played a PC game of this one as well. Of course you did. And it was just as intense. I was like, Regis was there virtually talking to me and I, my palms were sweating. <laughs> Regis was definitely there yeah. in 16-bit form. Yeah. But yeah, this is the the best modern game show by far. I want to give a shout out to one that's really fun, though. Have you heard of Million Pound Drop or Million Dollar Drop? Uh, it's more popular over across the pond, but hmm. it's a quiz show game where you have literal stacks of money and then you can you basically bet on the questions whether you have them right. So if you have four options of a question, you take your total million dollars or million pounds and you put them over a trap door. Oh no. If you get the question wrong, the money drops down. Mm. That would be terrifying. And so people and you can split it up. So you're like, "Ooh, I'm not sure, so let's just at least get some money so you can split your money." Um that one again just a normal quiz show, but really fun. I'd watch um, it. That's million, a good premise. million pound drop. And yeah. then it was been revived, I guess, uh, you know, Times are tough. It's now the 100K drop. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. All right. Kent, we'll start with you. What, speaking of trivia, is your favorite trivia game show? It is. So if you're smart enough, fast enough, and if you've this got is the, the voice of Ben Stein, and I'm choosing Win Ben Stein's money. money. That's Ben Stein's voice. Yeah, yeah. doesn't sound like Ben Stein's voice. Bueller. That sounds like Ben Stein's voice. No, it, like his. Yeah, his. Bueller. He was like a character on the show. This one was started on Comedy Central, '97 to 2003, hosted by ben. Jimmy Kimmel. No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, he did so much on Comedy Central. Yeah, he did a lot. He was a very different person back then. But this one, I I loved watching because Comedy Central, back in my late high school years and college years, was Mm -hmm. like the channel to watch because this probably like preceded South Park. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And so I'd watch that block. But I really enjoyed this show. It was very basic. The winnings were not very much. I think it was about 5,000, maybe. So what you had to do is beat two other contestants. And it's just a trivia game show. And it's it's a lot of movie trivia, which mm-hmm. is why I like it. And then there's some geography as well. What's your favorite trivia que- trivia question? Based on the ones that I haven't chosen already. You for can other use categories. your daily double. I'm not going to on double this di- No, double. No, not daily double. That's, that's yeah. trademark. <laughs> double dipper. <laughs> what are we calling it? <laughs> but for the last one, and the reason they call this win Ben Stein's money, even though he already had his salary, you weren't actually winning his money at all but you had to go into isolation chambers at the end of the show and you had 60 seconds to answer 10 questions and you couldn't hear what ben steiner was answering what you were answering but if you beat him because he was a smart guy he's a genius but if you beat him you'd get five thousand dollars and if you ever answered what is because apparently people did that a lot in the show because it was so (laughs) similar to jeopardy yeah they gave you a dunce cap to wear (laughs) it was very irreverent ribald some might say (laughs) because <laughs> it's a Comedy Central show in the late 90s. so But in that form, it's okay. it's like more expected. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Joel? Quit scooping me, Kent. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so my favorite trivia game show is Who Wants to Be Minutehead? Uh, this is one. Ken already talked about it for the most part. I don't really know good to begin. But one of the things I wanted to bring up is the how they got contestants back in the day. They would actually, uh, in the original primetime version, they had to compete in a telephone contest. So they had them dial a toll-free number and then answer three questions by putting objects in order with their touch tone. And then 10,000 to 20,000 of the contestants who answered all three questions correctly were selected into a random drawing where apparently 300 would move on. They'd do another phone competition. And then finally they'd get to do a, uh, like an in-person tryout and things like that with mm-hmm. an electronic test. But like you call on the phone to get in there. I didn't know that. Otherwise, I would have been on this show. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was, it was a lot of <laughs> scrutiny back then. Yeah, but I, I do think this is a fantastic quiz show only because it's simplicity 
you're sitting there just answering 14 trivia questions. They get so hard. But the though. banter and the music and the lights and the music, like just that that heartbeat, the hot seat. Yeah, when you're when you sit there, it's like doo, 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 doo. it really gets to you. Yeah, that's a great pick. I actually, there's another category coming up that I actually used it for, oh. uh, based on what you just said. So, hey, uh, before we get there though, let's go with your hipster pick. Uh, I say hipster. People of people, this was popular back in the day, but I feel like no one knows it now. And I'm gonna play the theme song in its entirety. And Is it I'm familiar? Gonna, no, that's why. But I think it's just it's gonna relate to you. Okay. Kenny wasn't like the other kids. Kenny wasn't like the other kids. Remote control. TV mattered. Nothing else did. TV mattered. Nothing else did. True. Girl said yes, but he said no. Girl said yes, but he said no. <laughs> Now he's got oh, his game show. show. Yeah. Now he's got his own game show. Remote control. Remote control. I love it already. Uh, so this was... You would love it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't this, have cable, so I didn't get to watch this one. This was MTV's first original non-musical program, because back they used to play music, and then they didn't with this one, and now they don't play so music. So this was the this death of everything. MTV. Pretty much. Three contestants answered trivia questions on movie, movies, music, tea, and television, uh, and then they had skits. And so this was hosted by Ken Ober and featured Colin Quinn as his sidekick. Colin Ew. Quinn. So if you but if you ever want to see the most I don't really care about this stupid show hosts watch the show because <laughs> yeah, they seem so bored with what's going on. And then the people, the contestants are sitting there in lazy boys with remote controls and they pick their category like I'm going to take music and then they ask them a trivia question and then you earn points. And then as it goes along, if you don't get it right, you are then sent away. And they had to actually seatbelts on the Lazy Boys. And so they like they pull you back behind a curtain or they flip you upside down and you'd be off the show. And that's how they get rid of you. Huh. They also have a snack break where they dump like snacks on your head or pour something on there. And oh, yeah. Oh, Gen X. When people disappeared, all the audience would sing. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, goodbye. It's just a thing everyone did. Yeah. And the other ones, too. But anyway, this was one of those shows. So hipster. Adam Sandler was a writer on it. And like he appeared as a guest. He appeared as as characters. It's like one of his first gigs. But this is this was I picked it because when I remembered this show, there was a flood of nostalgia. And I was like, no one ever talks about this show. No one remembers this show. So I wanted to bring it up again. Remote control on MTV. Give it a watch on YouTube. It's very dated. Okay. But entertaining. I'll watch it. It's 90s in a fun way. Yeah. So mine's also an MTV show. I'm Zero Kazama. This is not a game show. This is Silent Library. Have you guys ever seen Silent, Silent Library? Library? Nope. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Hipster. Hipster. You might have gotten your title back but with this one. he said it's not, a, it's not a game show. It is a game show. He, he said it's just, not a game show. He's trying to be cool. If you have to say it's not a game show, it's a game Was show. Was that Dan Cortez? <laughs> Dan Cortez, 90 superstar. <laughs> <laughs> so Silent Library was on MTV from 2009 to 2011. There were only 89 episodes. Joel, watch this one. Silent this Library. This is my wife. I, I saw the Doctor Who episode. Yeah. <laughs> Silent in, in the library. library. This one gets my funny bone every time. I started watching this one yesterday and I couldn't stop watching. What is it? Okay. So, what it is is the host, Zero Kazama, he's the librarian. He just kind of sits at the desk at his computer like he's checking books out. And the set is a library. They even have cast members who are old people reading books in the library. Okay. Your goal is it's you and five friends. So, six people at a table. And you all get six cards, and one of the cards has a skull and crossbones. So you pass the cards around, and whichever one of you or your friends get the skull and crossbones has to do a dare. And the dare is something they create for you. 
And the point is to stay quiet in a library. And you think that'd be easy, but the is dares... Is this a set or is this an actual library? This is a set. Okay. The dares are so funny because it's just you and your bros laughing mm-hmm. that if you laugh above a certain decibel meter, you lose the challenge and don't get any money. That sounds fun. So for example, some of the challenges are like eating meat suspenders on a large man causing his pants to fall. So he has meat, <laughs> literal meat suspenders and some guy who gets the skull and crossbones has to chew them off. What? Also, a wedgie from a hoist that literally pulls you up by your underwear off the ground and your friends are all watching, trying not to laugh. There are blind taste tests involving like actual fish, like large fish that people put in your mouth. Uh, solving a puzzle in a minute while receiving electric shocks and you got to stay quiet while you do it. How many seasons does this run? <laughs> Two seasons. Okay, mine went five, so I think you get more hipster on this yeah, one. Yeah, so watch this one. It is so funny. All right. Sound and maybe library. it's just the juvenile side of me, this but I loved MTV? it. Yeah, MTV. From but you can find when? it on YouTube. Uh, Jimmy Fallon and the Roots actually did a show. They but, actually were on one of the shows. But from when to when? When did you say? 2009 to 2011. So this is really, well, not really recent, but yeah, the recent past 10 enough. years. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give this one a shot. All right. All right. Before we move into the next set of categories, we're going to take a little bit game show break. Ready your buzzers. Ready. And we're going to change it up a little bit this time. Oh. We are going to do it Jeopardy style. Okay. So you must answer in the form, form of a, of a question. question. <laughs> I will give you the answer. You give me the questions. Yeah. The first host of the popular trivia show where the answer is given in the form of a question. Come on down. Who is Art Fleming? Correct. Yes. Nice work. Adapted from the children's game of Hangman, this show... Come on down. This show would like to buy a vowel. Survey says. Because we had to wait till it finished. Yes. Kent? What is Wheel of Fortune? Correct. This is the first game show to air on commercially licensed television in the United States. Come on down. Truth or, what is truth or consequences? Very good, Joel. He did you the research. He did Joel research. I, I knew when I wrote that question, Joel's going to already have this in his notes. <laughs> <laughs> On several Saturday Night Live sketches, this actor played survey. the recurring... Survey says. Yes. Survey says. He didn't finish, finish the question. Just he didn't finish the question. Go ahead, answer. Uh, it's Will Ferrell. Nope. What is Will Ferrell? What is Will Ferrell? Who is Will Ferrell? What is if Will Ferrell? If you let me finish, <laughs> Kent... On several Saturday Night Live, on several Saturday Night Live sketches, this actor played the reoccurring guest Sean Connery. Oh, sorry, come on down, Kent. Uh, who is Daryl Hammond? Correct. How come he gets to go after he got it incorrect? That's true. I mean, but I, mean, I should get the points. I give it to you. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. What is you're welcome? Uh, who is Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> okay. And once again, I will wait until you have, or you need to wait. Okay. Until okay. I sorry. Okay. Ready? Yes. This friendly game show hosting legend wouldn't possibly survive the hashtag MeToo movement. Survey Come on says, down. Mm, that was very close, but I'm going to give it to Joel. Uh, that would be Richard. Who is Richard Dawson? Very good. Or the Bob. Man. Or who is Bob Barker? I'm telling you, did he did he lip kiss every girl? Well, uh, well, behind the scenes. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Memory. I, reasonably, when I wrote this, I'm like, that's actually most of them. Yeah, yeah. that actually probably is true. Well, it was a pretty balanced round. Joel, you had three, correct? Kent, you well, had two. Well, I two, and then I gave him and one. And then I, we'll, we'll invalid. We can invalidate that one. Do you, do you, what do you think? Yeah, give it to him. Uh, okay, full fine. confession, I could not remember his name. So oh, we fair enough. Probably, okay. We should I'm, probably wipe I'm, that I'm off the board. I'm mixing the question. Yeah. Then they, you did an even split, which means that Kent is still just ahead. By 20 points. Okay. So we're done with that. 20 arbitrary points. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah, it. we should have a prize. To keep it on point, okay. on theme, let's say the winner gets to buy the board game of their choice for them. Board games family. was like four episodes ago. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, but, true. Get, oh. Mm. That, 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 that it makes sense, though, for this. Just not messy twister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the winner gets to buy the board game of their choice. Yeah, like from Target or something. Yeah, or Amazon. Yeah, not sponsored by Target or Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
now that the stress is piling on, I want to know, what's your most stressful game show? Because for sure, mine on this one is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which is an absolute, it's based oh. on stress. Because it's an easy quiz show with a bunch of stress. Yeah. See, and I feel like that's... I love seeing people botch it on the first question. Exactly. That's that hilarious. started the stress, and then the show really capitalized on that because it took away the trivia element and made it only about stress. Okay. And so my choice is... Deal or no deal. That's mine too. Is it really? really? Why are we matching on that? So this one went for seven seasons, 604 episodes. It's definitely gone into syndication and it's no longer on air. Um, the, the gameplay of this one is contestant chooses a briefcase to begin with. It could be anywhere from a penny to one million dollars. Such a simple premise. All you do is pick a case and then hope it has the million dollars in it. And the Absolutely models. No and the models. Meghan Markle oh. was one of those models. Oh, wow. uh, yeah? Yeah, Meghan Markle is one of those models. So little backstory in this one because it is so stressful because the banker calls and gives you a price, an offer it gives you an offer to get you to quit yeah it says trade in your suitcase for this offer and it can fluctuate based on how well you're doing and sometimes it's anywhere from you know like joel did you ever have a point of where you would take the offer like what's the price amount that you would have taken okay generally speaking and i say this because i do play this every time i go to like chuck e cheese or one of those mm-hmm. yeah, like it's a great arcade game plays, I play it all the time and I get so stressed out, but I always hold on to my case to the bitter end. You do. I do. And I'm bugged at myself. $25. It's usually the bad one. But then uh, my general rule of thumb is that if the offer is not between the two highest amounts still left. Yeah. I'm not taking it. No deal. No deal. And I'll push that button that everyone else has touched with their hands. My, (laughs) so true. (laughs) Mine was probably 75,000 is where I would have taken the deal. Oh, if you're doing the million. Because at that point, when this show was popular, I was in my 20s. And that's life-changing money at that point. That is. Yeah. But of course, taxes will take away half of it anyway. Yeah, for any of these shows. Yeah. So a little backstory in this one. Once again, this is one of those times where I was like trying a little bit too hard. But they had a tryout here in Utah. Did they? Yeah, at RC Willie in Salt Lake. Thousands of people showed up. And what they did... Oh, by the way, you wait in line for hours. And then when you're just exhausted, they put you in front of a producer with like 10 other people. And the producer goes around and says, tell me your story. And you have about 30 seconds. I'm a proctologist. Yeah. And so what I, the story <laughs> I told him is I said, my name's Kent, and I'm the only male member of a female book club. And I went into it and talked about the kind of books we read and how basically I'm just, I have a lot of estrogen uh, now. When you're reading Twilight. Uh, uh, definitely reading Twilight. Mm-hmm. And they liked that story. In fact, I made it past the second round. But I was competing against my then wife, and she had a story where she was driving a <laughs> stick shift <laughs> And do you remember this story? Yes. She was driving a stick shift when she turned 16. <laughs> and she's sorry, this is like a little too much. But she said, it, she thought in her mind, what if I was an amputee and I only had one leg? Could I still drive a stick shift? <laughs> so she sat on her left leg and tried to drive a stick with one leg. With one leg and she crashed into a couple other cars. <laughs> big accident. <laughs> and, the, and you have to go through uh, one producer and they send you through the next and they send like eight people out. Right. And like you two, go ahead. And then you get to like the second round and then it's another 10 people based on whoever's gone through. So we went. I didn't make it past the second round. She did. And she made it past the third round. And oh, I, wow. I'm just like this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we might be on Dill or No Deal. This is incredible. They had no one who'd won the million dollars at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was stoked. Only two people in the history of I mean, the Dill or No Deal had, yes. have won the $2 million. And so what they did is they invited us to the Marriott two weeks later with the people that we'd actually bring on the show. Mm-hmm. 
And we all stood in line and we had to play a mock game. It was filmed and everything. What? Yeah. And there was two people. There was like a producer and, and a camera guy, basically. She was playing. She was playing. And you were in the audience and, cheering and, around. Well, yeah, we were standing like right behind her. It was in this weird like room in the Marriott, not like a hotel room, but yeah, one, like of the, one of the ballrooms. One of the ballrooms. And we played the game and Office it was room. such a fun game. And I'm like, we're getting on the show for sure. Like our enthusiasm was sky high. And then someone won the million dollars and people stopped caring about the show. We never got a call. Oh, I know. I was that close to two game shows and Ugh. I would have I would have loved to go until no, no deal. But the stress level is too much. It's I so would much never be able to do like it. When they're sitting there they give them the offer and then you got to sit there and debate whether you're going to take because if you if you if you don't take the money, you could end up with little to nothing. Yes. And it's so stressful. Like thirty dollars. And I do that every time with the tickets. It's not even money. It's tickets. Like I get 20 tickets to <laughs> oh, buy a ring arcade? pop and I'm stressing out over it. <laughs> I spent $5 on this ring pop, <laughs> but it's still a lot of fun. Yeah. It's all stress so, and no skill. It's deal or no deal. So we matched on that. We one. matched on that. <laughs> awesome. We matched on too many. All right. Well, that seems rigged. Speaking of what game show do you think seems rigged? I'll go first on this one. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to recognize the theme song, but you're probably going to know the show. Obviously, this is a modern game show. Clearly. That saxophone tells the story. Uh, Hollywood Squares. Oh, yeah. It's there for jokes. Well, that's what I mean. So, like, Hollywood Squares, if you don't know, the contestants are playing tic-tac-toe. In fact, I'll read the synopsis here. Uh, The stars are asked questions. They have a a host of stars in the boxes. This huge tic-tac-toe board. And the stars are asked questions by the host and the contestant. And the contestants judge the truth of their answers to gain squares in the right pattern to win the game. So, like, they'll ask... um, Oh, why can't I remember his name? Paul Lind. Paul Lind, yeah. Paul Lind. Paul Lind. They'll ask Paul Lind to be like, hey, Paul, uh, nine out of ten people found that they uh, experienced pain when doing this or something like that. And then Paul Lind be like, oh, I'm not even going to go into it. Smorgasbord. <laughs> <laughs> because he's Templeton. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Had to. And then they they give a joke answer. They give a zinger first. And then they'd give the real answer. And then the person in the contestant would be like, I'll agree. And they'll be like, all right, circle gets the square. Meaning mm-hmm. you get that one. By the way. Mostly men were X's. Like, that's usually where we put the men, and the women were the O's. They call them Mr. X and uh, Lady O or Miss O or something Sexist. like that. <laughs> I don't know if it is <laughs> because <laughs> it's arbitrary, but yeah. the reason I say zigged, I don't think the contestants were knowing who was going to win. I don't think any of that was rigged or anything like that. But I remember thinking, man, these people are really funny. Like the, these Gilbert Godfrey and, and Paul Lind and Penn and Teller and Whoopi Goldberg. Like, yeah, it actually make Whoopi Bruce Goldberg Valanche. look okay. And so they, and yeah, and so they, yeah, Bruce Valanche was on there. So they had these hilarious jokes. And I'm like, man, these people are really quick on their feet. And then I, I figured it out a while back. And I have been confirmed that the stars were given the questions, subjects, and plausible but incorrect answers prior to the show. So they... Yeah. They kind of led them, and then they had the writers actually write jokes for them. Mm. So this wasn't really them coming up with it. They were reading through it, and I felt a little cheated by this. Sure. Not to say these people weren't funny, because the delivery, like, if you have not seen Gilbert Godfrey's You Fool, just type in Gilbert Godfrey You Fool, and you Mm -hmm. will get this whole series where people kept trying to get his square, and they kept getting it wrong, either disagreeing when they should have agreed or agreeing when they should have disagreed. And every time he goes, you fool! And it just became this running gag through the entire episode. And it gets funnier as it goes along. Hmm. Paul Lynn, by the way, was was so popular. He became a regular. He was always center square. It's like where you wanted to be, the center square, because everyone picked it. You always got a chance to talk. But he earned three Daytime Emmy Award nominations <laughs> just for being on Hollywood Square. Just for sitting in a cozy chair. And making jokes. But it was still the fact that they weren't just coming up with the jokes on the fly felt yeah. rigged to me. 
So actually, no shows are meant to be rigged since the uh, quiz show scandal in the 1950s. We didn't really talk about that. Yeah, like the FCC, actually, like there's so much scrutiny that goes into these shows. The short version is contestants were being fed answers to kind of get a winner, like to yeah. make well, a yeah. champion. And it was the show 21. Yeah. And uh, basically, there was some guy on there who was winning legitimately, but he wasn't connecting with audiences. So right. they had this pretty boy who, um, in the movie Quiz Show, is played by Ray Fiennes, who they fed the answers to make Voldemort? sure that yeah to make sure that uh he went on because he was going to test better with the the audiences yeah. and, and that it, so they took that to court yeah it got exposed and it was a big huge scandal because you know people you, you don't want to watch a rigged game no unless you're watching wrestling yeah <laughs> i agree with that so the show i chose is cash cap that's the theme for Cash Cab? Mm-hmm. I could not find a theme for Cash Cab. Like yeah. the one that I recognize. He does a little voice intro. This is Cash Cab. And uh. then it goes into it. Uh, it's for the reasons you said. Oh, okay. So we already went into it. Yeah, we totally did. So basically, people are not actually traveling anywhere. They just find people like Union Square and they say, hey, we're going to take you to a game show called Win in Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll come pick you up in a little bit. And when they pick them up... They don't actually go, you're in cash cab. They say, will you please sign these papers for about 10 minutes? And then um, uh, you're in cash cab. Be excited and put your phone away right now. Mm-hmm. Because there were some people that knew they were going to be on cash cab. And so they text their buddy and they say, hey, be on Google in about in the next 30 minutes. And so when they actually got to phone a friend, mm-hmm. they would say, hey, what's this answer? And then they could tell them, hopefully. Right. Right. But also, I find it a little rigged because in your NDA, they wouldn't give you your money. Non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, they wouldn't give you your money if you ever talked about the show after being on. So they make them wait a while because there's a little bit. Of, there were some people coming out being like, "Oh, here's my experience," and producers got really upset because it seemed a little bit less than truthful. Right. Also, they gave them about thirty minutes or to their destination, but the show usually was like twenty. I mean, they usually gave it twenty-five minutes. So there are some people like I would have won, but the show cheated me out of five minutes on this. Mm. So I just find it a little. I mean, it's not rigged, but it's a little but, yeah. more falsified. Magic is kind of lost a little yeah. bit. I would like to remind you that you do have your double dip option. You can hit that double dip buzzer. We are 12 questions out of 15. That is still an option. And I have, like, like you said, there's a lot of these I could have I could have used multiple times, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to be, give a variety here. Well, I see. Kent, what is the most ridiculous premise Keeping in mind that you have already talked about the dating game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a million dollar idea. There is no theme song for this one, but this show, I had to look it up. It's called Hurl. This is one you've watched? This is not one I've watched. Oh. I did watch it today, unfortunately. Oh, no. Because you can only find this on YouTube. It was only one season. It was on G4. You guys remember that channel? Yeah, TV for gamers. Yeah. Yep. And it was 11 episodes. So let me break down the gameplay of Hurl. And I'm not kidding with this. And by the way, you could probably guess what it is. Oh, I can guess. Whoever eats the most and hurts the least wins. That's the tagline. (laughs) Five players eat large quantities of food that are placed on scales. The three eaters that eat the most in five minutes make it to the second round. Okay? So you eat the most. It's a food eating competition. Yeah, yeah. Second round, it's a physical activity, usually involving spinning. Oh, no. And so it's five minutes, and this goes until a player hurls. Oh, no. Uh, By the way, a hurl, this is what they say, a hurl is defined on the show as any swallowed food that comes out of the mouth. Oh, no. If a player vomits into their mouth and does not come out, it is not a hurl. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. So third round, if three players make it to the third round, they usually move on to dessert. It's on a scale again, and it's an enormous amount of dessert. The two that eat the most and don't hurl move on. Okay, fourth round, sudden barf. 
Oh my are you guys gosh. ready for sudden barf? I'm not. No. Players are blindfolded and do another extreme activity to induce nausea. The winner gets $1,000. $1,000. For that? For that. Sounds miserable. For hurl. By the way, the show episodes were called Mac and Cheese, Cream of Spinach Soup, Chicken Pot Pie, Frank and Beans and Cream Corn, and Clam Chowder. These were the things that they had eaten the most of. All those things when, were when created. When was this on? This was uh, this was about 13 years ago on Same. G4. So when after, human, like mid to late after human rights had been invented. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is so ridiculous. There were other shows I wanted to choose that were more classic, but some of the ideas became big shows today. Right. And I hope you mention one. I'm not going to because okay. I, uh, here's the thing. There's one where uh, with this category, the most ridiculous premise, there was a ton that I could have chosen. There's some weird game shows out there, mm. but I wanted to choose one that I had actually watched like as a game show and not because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I heard this is weird. Yeah. And so I chose one on Netflix that just re- aired recently called Flinch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a flinch. Now, the this show hosted by uh, a couple comedians that this is their only gig. Um, <laughs> Ten episodes. It's only had one season so far on Netflix, as I said. This came out in May of 2019. So the, the premise is simple. The show's format sees contestants being made to flinch and if they indeed flinch there are immediate consequences but the reason it's ridiculous is because they really kind of it's arbitrary what they consider a flinch and what they don't consider a flinch Mm -hmm. and then the way they set it up it's like a silly version of saw or fear factor right where they like have this barn and this weird guy standing there and they make it overly complicated where the judges have to pick someone to do the least flinches and the then setup is so weird. Yeah, but then they play games like, for example, Wheelie Close, where giant wheels hang from a ladder swung toward the contestant who is chained to a metal fence. If they flinch, the batteries attached to the fence activate and send sparks flying. That was from Saw Six. There's another one where they're. Uh, <laughs> Their a giant barrel just comes swinging towards them, and if it stops a few inches from their face, and if they flinch, they get dunked into cold water. There's one where they have to hold their hands over these bars, and uh, if they flinch, they touch these metal contact to metal. They're holding these metal wands, and they hit it, and they'll get electrocuted. And this was developed after human rights were a thing, right? This is just last year. There's one called Bootiful Pork, where contestants get on all fours over a pan of feed, and a massive pig comes in and tries to get at the food beneath beneath the contestant. If they flinch, a boot swings into their rear end. What? So it's like this weird, silly game show. And as I, I only watched, I did watch like three or four episodes of mm-hmm. it, and I remember thinking to myself, this is just weird. Like it's it's trying to be like serious and scary but then ridiculous with barnyard animals and music and stuff like that right and it just it it didn't it was entertaining enough like there's this one where this balloon's gonna pop by this guy's head and he seems like a nice normal guy and then when the balloon starts blowing up he starts covering his ear and shrieking like a little girl and i'm like what the heck dude like there's no (laughs) reason for this so that was entertaining but overall i was just like yeah this is a weird premise like i don't think you guys knew what you were doing when you made this show yeah so it probably hasn't been picked up Thankfully, I don't think so, but eh, give it a watch. You might enjoy it. All right. We have two more categories and honestly, they're two of my favorites. Okay. But next up, Joel, I want to hear who you think the best game show host is. Best game show host. Keeping in mind, neither one of you have used your double dip until now. Yeah. Good timing. So good. Yeah. I, I had a lot of things I wanted to say about this, but what I'm going to go with is... It's got to be Alex Trebek from Jeopardy. Trebek. 
Trebek. Alex Trebek is 80 years old. He's also hosted The Wizard of Odds, oh. Double Dare, which is not the same Double Dare, High Rollers, Classic Concentration, and To Tell the Truth. You have the same notes because you picked him too? He is the best host. He and is. I also picked Alex Trebek to I my mean, personal list. At this there point. is a Scotty Pippen here. Pat Sajak deserves high accolades. He really on this does. One. Uh, Bob Barker would like a conversation with you. Top Come five. On. <laughs> no, if, if I were to crown the top three, it would probably be... Save uh, for the Mount Rushmore game show host. <laughs> show. It would be Alex Trebek, Pat Sajak, and Bob Barker. I think in yeah. that order. Well, yeah. Vanna White's um, going to be there. Well, ba- well Vanna White's great. Oh, I do want to give a shout out to Chuck Barris as well. Chuck mm-hmm. Barris is If good. you don't know who Chuck Barris is, he hosted the Gong Show, the date, and then he created the dating game and the Newlywood game. Which, by the way, did the Gong Show become America's Got Talent? It kind of did. Yeah. Except for the Gong Show, if you don't know what the Gong Show is, go look it up. And, and I want to see or don't Chuck, the way Chuck Barris <laughs> don't the way Chuck Barris he talks. Yeah, it's it's He's hilarious, a weird dude. He's totally weird. In fact, he wrote the autobiography called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Remember that movie? Sam Rockwell. Rockwell? Yeah. And he basically said he worked for the CIA when he was doing all these game shows. Sure. He later came out and said that that's what I imagine it would be like. He applied for the CIA, didn't get in. And Mm -hmm. that's what he thought of his life would be like if he were. But he's such a... If you want to see the opposite of like cool and calm and intellectual Alex Trebek... He doesn't belong on TV. Watch Chuck Barris. Yeah. Uh, But this isn't about Chuck Barris. This is about Alex Trebek, who, as Kent mentioned, has been on a, a couple other game shows, but really Jeopardy is what we're talking about here. And he's been on there the almost the entire time, except for when he and Pat Sajak from Wheel of Fortune switched places oh, as an cool. April Fool's joke on April 1st, 1997. They hosted each other's shows without explaining why they were on the other shows. So, so like, good. And here's Jeopardy with your host, Pat Sajak. And just kind of let it go with that. So he actually has the Guinness World Record for the most game shows hosted with 6,829. Wow. Yeah. He's been going for a long time. And he was made broadcast history by becoming the first person to host three American game shows at the same time. He was hosting, uh, was it Concentration? Classic Concentration. And then he was hosting Jeopardy, and then he was doing To Tell the Truth at the same mm-hmm. time, I believe. So this recipient of the Officer of the Order of Canada. Nice. <laughs> right? He is, he's a naturalized citizen of America. Or yeah, he, since 1997 or 8, he's been nationalized here. But he's a Canadian. But he's a Canadian, but we have oh. embraced him. And like you even, say, oh... Oh, no, it's it's cute. Okay, how cute. But we really have Canadians and American treasure. You know, obviously he's gone through a you know huge cancer scare and managed to survive. Still is. Yeah, still is. It's only been just over a year. And everyone has just kind of taken to him. They're like, no, Alex, stay with us forever. Well, it's because he's become. We didn't know how beloved he was until all of a sudden it was like he might not be around, and all of us were like, no. He's only contracted in for two more years on Jeopardy. By the way. But we'll see. But he is. I mean, he has appeared in such shows as Rain Man, Cheers, Predator 2, The Golden Girls, White Men Can't Jump, Groundhog Day, Rugrats, uh, X-Files, Seinfeld, Magic School Bus, Baywatch, Charlie's Angels, uh, Simpsons. Like, he's been in all these different shows. Because people just really, they people know Alex Trebek. Most Mm -hmm. of the time, he's just playing himself. I do think in 2001, though, he changed when he shaved his mustache. Mustache. (laughs) Hold on for dear life. I miss that mustache. And actually, in 2004, he got in a pretty bad car accident. Uh, he fell asleep behind the wheel and almost, like, almost died, but he survived. So, thank goodness. What is terrifying? Yeah. My favorite thing about Alex Trebek <laughs> sorry, is he is so passively smug. Yes. yes. And that it's, it's really fun. You have to pay attention with him, but he, he's... 
Just he, go look up uh, compilations of him saying certain things or making oh, fun yeah. of people. He thinks that he's some of his guests are so dumb. John <laughs> Savage. Yeah. And it just, it cracks me up too because he is like, honestly, I think he's one of the smartest men in the world. Yes. Yeah. Because he's a gay He's show been given host. the answers. Yes. He's been given the answers, but I feel like some of it's had to rubbed off at this point, right? He's done over 8,000 episodes. Yeah. My favorite clip of his is when there's a girl who's talking about her interests and she's like, I really like, um, like nerd hardcore or whatever she calls it. Nerd core rap. Yeah. And he's like, she explains it and he's like, oh, so losers. <laughs> it's just so good. And also, if you haven't seen it, uh, I didn't know about it until I was doing research for this show. But uh, that show, Classic Concentration, that he hosted mm-hmm. is a really fun show. It is. It's like a match show where they try to reveal a puzzle. And mm-hmm. it's it's really fun. And I only watched it because he hosted it. So. How cool. did we watch so many game shows as kids? I have no idea. And where are the game shows now? I know. Good game shows now. That was very Jerry Seinfeld. How all the game shows gone? <laughs> okay, let's get into our very last category. The game show with the best legacy. And you have both used. Oh, I have not used you my double dipper your... until now. Oh my gosh. I'm going to Jeopardy. Really? Straight up Jeopardy, okay. one right after the other. This yeah. is TV Guide's number one greatest game show of all time. Ranks so high with them that it's number 45 of best TV shows of all time. The legacy of this show is great. You cannot think of the term game show and not think of Jeopardy. I would do terrible at this show, but I enjoy watching because I hope, I hope the information stays with me. But this one should probably never leave the air, even though it's not even the most entertaining to watch, but its legacy is grand. It's yeah. the most important game show. It's the the, the one that sticks. Yeah, and it's 8,000 episodes of this show. And I even think it does a better job maybe than Price is Right. Like Price is Right feels like really, really fun daytime TV. Mm-hmm. And, but Jeopardy feels like the quintessential game show. Yes. Joel? I didn't choose that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I'm looking double at your list. You, you've, you've already used your double dip. You've already picked Family Feud. You've already picked. Uh, I didn't pick picked. this one. Wheel of... Fortune! Can I tell you something? Yeah. This theme song might be the worst one. What? It's dreadful. I it's, love this one. It's kind of like they kinda back alley sort of shady film <laughs> sort of stuff. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. So this was originally hosted by Chuck Woolery and Susan Stafford. And then, but when it went into syndication, uh, Pat Sajak and Vanna White uh, joined up and they've been doing it basically ever since. Sajak did leave the network version in a little bit to host his own late night talk show, but then he came back. And so he's kind of been doing him and Vanna. It's it's Pat and Vanna. And it's one of those things. Also, you mentioned the dry humor of Alex Trebek. Pat Sajak's got some good zingers as mm-hmm. well. It's just mocking people. And I think he was a weatherman. He was like a local, local news guy. And they, they, the producers are like, he doesn't have the star power to be a host of a game show. And he's been on it ever wow. since. And it's such a simple premise. You spin a wheel and then you basically p- play hangman on the board. You mm-hmm. guess letters and you buy vowels. But the reason I said best legacy is because I feel like phrases like I'd like to buy a vowel have become commonplace or just like people say them. That's just what they think. Or like Vanna became a turn like you're the Vanna White. People know what that means. You walk up there, you turn the letters around. Well, you used to turn the letters around. Then you just kind of touch lit up boards. But uh, and actually Vanna White tested very well when she came on. Like it became Vanna mania, they called it, where like people were obsessed with the dresses she was wearing, how she looked. She became like this fashion icon from huh. back in the day. Do you know they actually record five to six episodes in one day? What? It's kind of crazy. And they have a staff, an in-house personnel with 60 to 100 people joining them 
to produce the episodes. Does this seem like a show you need 60 to 100 people for? <laughs> no. And instead, like they're, what they do for auditions, Kent, is they say, send out a custom-designed Winnebago called the Wheelmobile to travel across the United States holding open auditions at various public Still. Venues. It sounded like it. <laughs> That's weird. But it's such a simple premise, and I cannot tell you how many times. There's also a lot of good bloopers with these. Yeah. Uh, but how many times I watch the show, and my brain cannot figure out what it is, even though it should be super simple. Mm-hmm. And then they get one letter turned around. I'm like, oh, oh, there it is. Right. But, in hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight. But Wheel of Fortune, I, I've seen it referenced time and time again on movies and TV and things like that. We're like, I, I got to watch Wheel of Fortune. I got to go home watch Wheel of Fortune or spinning the wheel or buying a vowel. So... I give respect to Jeopardy, but I got to give respect to Wheel of Fortune. Like you said, the Scotty Pippen as well, Wheel of Fortune. Yep. And just the way that my list shake, shook down, I picked Prices Right. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. That's a top just, three. That's yeah. top three. I right think there. that those collectively, the top three game shows of all time. Yeah. Frankly. Right. But will the younger generation think that? I, I'm know. lumping them with that's us true. old here. Are that's they true. still watching game shows? I, I mean, Bob Barker is still my host of The Price is Right, and he hasn't hey, done it in years. Younger generation, ditch more school, watch more daytime TV. Please. No, don't listen, don't listen to Uncle Kent. That's good advice. <laughs> well, we finished up the category portion, Woo! but we need to finish our own little quiz oh, here. Final round. Right. All right. right. And now I've been changing it up between the rounds. We did, we did standard quiz, maybe millionaire style. We did mm-hmm. Jeopardy style. We're going to conclude with a little bit more individual version of a game. One of my very favorites. We're going to do Fast Money from the Family Feud. Yeah. Uh, Wait, are we working together then? No, no. You're going to go against each other this time, though. Okay. Okay. So that means one of us has to go into a soundproof booth. One of us, you'll have to step into the. uh, We just happen to have a cave. We just happen to have. We we installed that soundproof booth just a little bit ago here in the basement. Yes, we do. Yes, we did. You going first outside? I'm running. No, why are you going first? Now, Joel, to this point, a lot of these, all these questions have been based on game shows. And I went and threw that out the window we're just going to do normal fast money okay okay i'm going to ask you questions and as quickly as you can i want to hear your answer to what you think the audience may have said so this is like a polling the audience we surveyed 100 people and here's the answers that we got you literally surveyed 100 people absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) okay i definitely searched the internet i'm ready all right here we go timer going and name something associated with vampires teeth okay Dang it. Change my answer? <laughs> nope. Name something you might buy at a gas station. Gas? Name something you'd find in a breakfast buffet. Pancakes. Name one of Marvel's Avengers. Iron Man. Name a planet. Jupiter. Name a common candy bar component. Chocolate. Name something appealing about working from home. Not wearing pants. Wow. Name a superhero member of the Justice League. Superman. Name a profession through which an ugly person might become famous. Comedian. (laughs) And finally, name your favorite person on Bacon Sale. Uh, Kent. I can't believe that it's actually the answer. But I, I just go with the popular popular <laughs> vote here. <laughs> All right. Very good. Let's go ahead and uh, give a knock there on the on the cave there. Can't babe. 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 All right. Welcome oh, back. Those were some good tunes. Welcome yeah. back. Are you a DJ, Zach? Actually, I am. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, Joel, All get right. out of here. My turn. Yes. Now we'll be asking Kent the same questions. I am so nervous right now. Yeah. 
Now, I did tell Joel these, while everything to this point has been based on game shows, this is just going to be like a regular version of the show. This can be questions about anything. I need your fastest answer. And are these like top survey answers? Is that what we're going for? I surveyed 100 people. (laughs) You did? No way. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely not. The internet did. All right. Let's get that time up on the board. Kent, name something associated with vampires. Blood. Name something you might buy at a gas station. Gas. Name something you find in a breakfast buffet. Eggs. Name one of Marvel's Avengers. Iron Man. Name a planet. Mars. Name a common candy bar component. Peanuts. Name something appealing about working from home. Binge watching TV. Name a superhero member of the Justice League. Batman. Name a profession through which an ugly person might become famous. Radio. Name your favorite person on Bacon Sale. (laughs) Stop that right now. (laughs) Is this real? Do it. (laughs) Zach? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a suck What a suck Wait, is that real? (laughs) That's a question that I asked you guys. (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll bring back in Joel. Joel! Babe! 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 (laughs) Babe! That was tough. Woo! That was fun. Yeah. Dubstep. Nice. <laughs> Who would have thought? Ten years. Ten years past the point. It, I'm. I'm. That was of my time period. I couldn't hear anything, like, and I probably won't hear anything for a while. Yeah, your womp nose womp. is bleeding. All right. So, uh, just to clarify, Kent could not uh, repeat my answers. Correct? Oh, he could. Oh, he could. Yeah, I let him because you were just competing against each other. So I let you have the best score possible. Okay. 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 Do you actually have the winner right now? I do. Oh, I do. Okay, so, I think I lost in the so, last one. To be honest, let's review the last couple I, rounds. I, but the very first one, I was like, that was the wrong thing. But it's uh, just a matter of what your quickest. So you're just going to do the question and then tell us. I'm going to tell you who, who got the number, who what scored the number, best. Who got the number one answer? Yes, absolutely. Do, do we get number one answers? Yeah, multiple nice. times. Okay, I, I think I know I did. So doing a quick recap of the last couple rounds. I hate quizzes throughout the do. first round. Kent, you had a 20 point advantage, Whew. and then you guys basically split. The second round because of, uh, you know, uh, some, yeah. some fault. Ken, I cheated. I cheated. Ken I going into early, me being honest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so with this, Kent did have a 20-point advantage. Let's talk about the questions, though. Okay. The first question, name something associated with vampires. <sighs> Joel, you said teeth. I did. I knew you said teeth. I should have said I blood. almost said teeth. Did you say and blood? I said blood. And Dang you, it. You are awarded four points. <sighs> Joel, four points. Kent, you said blood. 29 points. Oh Take it. The number one mm. answer was Twilight. No way. Yeah. Let's flip the table you can right tell it's now. A little bit I'm going to flip modern. the table because I, I knew as soon as I said teeth, I should have said blood. Next question. Name <sighs> something you can buy at a gas station. Joel, you said gas. Yeah. Kent, you said gas. 44 points. That's the top answer. Okay. Other options included gum or candy, soda, coffee, chips. I almost chips. said Diet Mountain Dew with two juice quirts. <laughs> What? Nope. 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 <laughs> no. Next question. Name something you find at a breakfast buffet. Mm-hmm. Joel, you said pancakes. Yeah. Oh, good answer. I meant to say eggs, though. And you were awarded no points. <gasps> oh, what? That's a great answer. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. Kent, you said eggs. Number one answer. 25 points. I should have gone with my gut more often. I almost said pancakes. I overthought these. That's the problem. Literally go with your gut on that one. Blood and eggs, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's ketchup and eggs. Mm. <laughs> mm. Ketchup and eggs I've and repelling. Lost. I've already mm. lost. 
Name one of Marvel's Avengers. Joel, you said Iron Man. Kent, you also said Iron Man. Yeah. That's 22 points awarded to both of you. The top it answer. Doesn't help me at all. Tied. Captain America? With Captain America. Okay. Also 22 points. Mm. You could have said Hawkeye for three points. No. <laughs> no one would say Hawkeye. Name a planet. Joel, you said Jupiter. I did. You were awarded 16 points. Mm. Ooh, that's good. Kent. That's not good. You got Mars for 30 points. Oh, my goodness. Ah. I think I lost with the last question. Love you, Zach. <laughs> Next up, name a common candy bar component. Joel, you said chocolate. Kent, you said peanuts. Kent, you were awarded 22 points for peanuts. Joel, 36 points nice. for chocolate. Don't patronize me. I, still better. I, got, I came over with a 20-point deficit. I haven't even beat you this round. <laughs> We had the next question. Name something appealing about working from home. Kent, you said binge watching TV, which is what it's tells what me, I've been doing. It tells me a lot about you. You were awarded no points. Okay. And maybe I can have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Joel, you said no pants, I believe. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. And we're going to give that the number one answer. Twenty eight points. Woo. That's that was clutch for you. Wait, uh, just no pants. No, not even PJs, just no pants. Working with pants. no pants. Yep. I hear. I actually get up, get dressed, and like get in like regular clothes. You every wear day. pants. Well, shorts. Yeah. 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 Just like a dress shirt and gym shorts. Next up, name a superhero member of the Justice League. Joel, you said Superman, mm-hmm. and are awarded twenty nine points. Kent, appropriately said Batman. 31 points. Ooh, close. Slight advantage close. there. Almost at cyborg. Well, you said, the thing is, I was going with psychology there. I'm like, you said superhero of the Justice League. And I was like, you said super in the question, which will lead people to say Superman. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. I was wrong. Name a profession through which an ugly person might become famous. <laughs> Joel, you said comedian. I did. Oh, that's good. What'd you say? Eight points. Uh, Kent, you said radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 34 points. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. The number one answer was athletics. Oh, 36 oh, wow. points. And then finally, name your favorite person on Bacon Sale. I should have changed it to me. <laughs> My answer should have been Kent. Kent, you said Zach. Aww. <laughs> For your condescending answer, I award you negative 10 points. For real? Yes. Negative 10. <laughs> that is nobody's answer. Maybe there's my mom's answer. That's about it. She listens? No. And Joel, you said Kent. I did. And for your chivalry and kindness, I award you 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> but Thanks, the Joel. correct answer was actually Matt's. So, oh yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> that would have got you sixty points. Yeah, ah. <laughs> uh, you also could have done Lindsay for forty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that actually pretty tight with the scoring. Kent, you did give several number one answers, you and Joel, you were in the middle on a lot of them. So the final point total, you Joel in that round one in the round yeah, in in the round, and therefore the whole scoring. Joel, you won two hundred and seven points. Nice in that round. Don't patronize me. You Pat, already know you won. Pat Sajak, it's, it's fine. Oh. Kent, Mr. Alex Trebek, you won 227, yeah. which means the final score was 267 to 307, 40 point advantage Woo. for Kent. And I am really sure about this scoring this time. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kent, you get to buy the game board game of your choice, and uh, or we'll get you the board game of your choice. Fantastic. Wow. And uh, congratulations. <laughs> this is such an I'm not awesome... going to shake your hand, and it's not because of Corona. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I would. I would otherwise. Yeah. But I can't. This is such an awesome show. Just <laughs> because <laughs> ah. you won. Yeah. If I would have just said blood and eggs. Blood and eggs. <laughs> Please I stop saying that together. I would have had a chance. I'm about to hurl. Because both, uh, both of them, as soon as I thought it, I was like, that's not right. So much fun. Thank you, Zach, for preparing that quiz. Thank you, Zach. That was awesome. Everyone, I hope that you were playing along with the quiz as well. If you beat our scores, let us know. 
If you'd have done Blood and Eggs, you'd have won by 10 points. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> it's because I said Zach. I would have lost I'm going to smother my eggs with ketchup tomorrow morning just no. to just relish it. Wear pants. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> but also, let us know the answers that you gave for the categories given as well. We'd love to hear about maybe some of the game shows that we did not include. In mm-hmm. some- let us know uh, what we missed and where to find them, too, if we can see them on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Why not? But before we go, we want to make sure we give thanks to these special patrons. First off, in the I Am The Listener category, we have Terry Finley, Adrian Gray, Chris Drought, Braden Winterton, Colton Cook, Jennifer Kilkowski, Sean Sanquist, just Kyler now, Alicia Bass, and Crew Dutler. And then, of course, we have our Bacon Council members, Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Stephen Ross. Stephen! Hey, Stephen's joined the, the Bacon, Bacon Council. Council. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you. Matt's Mudro. And reverse listener. Nice. Thank you, everyone. We truly appreciate it. We really do. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform on Saturday nights online currently, but soon we'll be back in the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. And if you want to read my upcoming movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. If you want to connect with me on social media, it's at Tumbling Mustard on Twitter and Instagram. Go ahead and give me a follow there. But make sure you're following Bacon Sale at Bacon Sale on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, like the Facebook page. And then while you're on the internet doing that, might as well stop by tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get, there's actually a new shirt design. Mm-hmm. It's the, uh, bacon, the bacon hazard. That's a good one. I'm going to get pick that shirt up right away. And then, of course, if you want to support the show and what's going on here, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon sale. Support starts at just $3 a month. You can see some of the fun things that happened. If you're a tier two listener at $8 a month, you can see the review of the Superman, Batman versus Superman extended edition that, that we did uh, for special me, screening night. I was going to say me, Kent, Jacob, and Zach all, all reviewing it. Special uh, underground screening Separate. of that. That was pretty fun. But we just want to say, this is Bacon Sale reminding you, help control the pet population. <laughs> Have your pets spayed or neutered. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Brought to you by Ovaltine. We cheered for ourselves. Oh, Mercury man. and lead. Jump this- right in. I mean, I always hear crickets on the show. Hey. Uh, <laughs> literal ones? Take it easy. <laughs> but no, really, though, I do hear them sometimes. Zach, you're off of the show. I know. Oh, I should probably pre-show. Pre-show. Don't say it. Don't you say it. Oh, we're that's getting a, sued. That sounds oh, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's the sound wow. of litigation. Wow. When, when would On you like head. me to eat these? Sunday? Whenever is convenient for your bowels. I always try to think about what's convenient for my bowels. I wanted to run through the store and get the most expensive things you possibly could, which of course were hams. $5,000. $5,000. You're wasting time. Get the hams. Get the hams. <laughs> we all like going grocery shopping, I guess. <laughs> Are we doing an audio play of Jurassic Park? Uh, 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 hold on to your butts. He got Zerg rushed. I would get so badly injured so quickly. <laughs> it appealed to my white trash senses. Proctology. I'm like, I'm good with my hands. I can't do math. That's why I'm not good on Price is Right. <laughs> if you could find the right person, and it don't have to be a ginger... Uh, <laughs> they do. Redheaded. I'm bad at grocery shopping and running. Oh, okay. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I like so how funny. bitter you get. If you would have said it was like a Christopher Nolan. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> He's doing dating game? <laughs>
Think- Regis remembers when it landed. <laughs> Hilarious. It was very irreverent. Ribald, some might say. I'm a proctologist. It is not a hurl. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Okay. Are you guys ready for sudden barf? I'm not. No. Uh, Bob Barker would like a conversation with you. Blood and eggs, man. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs>